0: Well, hey there folks. Harlan Williams here, your host on the Harlan Highway podcast. Just kicking back, keeping it mellow, chilling. Yeah. Come join us today on another wild ride, wild drive down the Harlan Highway. We are uh, we're going to be talking about what it's like to go to a better place. I don't know if any of you've ever died. I don't know if kind any of you listening are, are dead, but have you been to that better place they talk about? Well, we're going to talk about the better place. Also, uh, we are going to have an expert in the field uh, coming onto the show today to talk to us about the Ebola virus. Uh, pretty scary stuff. Big uh, outbreak over in Africa, and they've actually flown. A few doctors over here who have contracted the Ebola virus. They've brought them to North America. And everyone's a little on edge. Everyone's a little scared. So we're going to be talking to Dr. Ting Lee from the Center for Disease Control down in Atlanta, Georgia, to help us get our heads around the whole uh, Ebola virus thing. And then uh, we're gonna, I'm gonna play a song from a Canadian rock band that I, I don't know if you've heard of them or not, but uh, they got some great music and I'm gonna lay one of their songs on you. I think you're gonna dig it. So let's go. Here it is. The Harland Highway
1: You just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway.
2: I'm out here for you. You don't know what it's like to be me out here for you. It's like I picked the wrong week to quit smoking. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you. It's like I picked the wrong week to quit drinking. I make you laugh. I'm here to fucking amuse you. You're riding down the Harland Highway with Harland Williams. I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> what was it we had for dinner tonight? Well, we had a choice steak, fish. Yes, yes, I remember. I had lasagna. What do you mean funny? Funny how? How am I funny? Looks like I picked the wrong week to quit amphetamines. That is thoughtful, Samantha to Desire.
1: Welcome to the Harland Highway. I
2: picked the wrong week, Christmas
1: To hear about the passing of your father.
0: Oh you know, thanks, man.
1: No, seriously I'm so sorry.
0: Well thank you, it's very kind.
1: I mean he's in a better place. Okay, that's all I can say. Well okay, thanks. Seriously, he's in a much better place.
0: Okay, I guess I guess he is. I mean if dead is a better place then I guess,
1: well, I, you know, he's in a better place,
0: yeah, but again if if dead, you know, never moving, breathing, touching, tasting, feeling, looking
1: is is a better place, then, yes, it's well, you know now that you break it down,
0: yeah, so, so dead is better than going to Dairy Queen for a peanut buster parfait.
1: Well, yeah, de- death is a much better place.
0: Okay, so having sex is... You no,
1: know, death is much better place.
0: You ever get that? You ever hear that all the time? People talking about how death, whenever anybody dies, it's like, oh, well, at least they're in a better place, don't you know? Like, really? Like, isn't death just about the end place? Like, is it is it really a better place? Better than what? Maybe better than, you know, rolling down a hill full of cactus and there's a rabid mountain lion sitting at the bottom. Okay, I get it. Yeah, that could be uh, construed as uh, death being in a better place. But, uh, I don't know, man I think there's a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot Like a big, long, giant, giant Really long list of places that are probably better than death
1: Oh no, death, you're in a better place
0: No, no you're not in a better place And then if you're talking about heaven I don't know, man where everything's nice and fun and people floating around. H- how long do you want to float for?
1: <laughs> well, that'll be eternity. You'll be floating for eternity.
0: Okay. And what if there's people there I don't like? I've talked about this before. Heaven, heaven might get annoying after a while. I like a little variation in my better place. You know, I want to go to uh, Dairy Queen. I want to go to the movies. Maybe I want to sit on my couch and watch the news. Maybe I want want to be sitting there with my arm around my girlfriend. Or my wife or whoever I got in my life. I don't know if, if laying in a hole in the ground is a better place. I don't know if floating around in the clouds with angel wings on is... I mean, you know, 80 years of mortal life here on this earthly plane is stretching it for some people. Some people are like, oh, God, I don't want to live that long. 80? Oh, hell no. Take me at 19. That's all I want. Seriously, as you get older, you start to meet people. They're like, oh, man, are you kidding? I don't want to be to live 100. What the hell am I going to do for that long? Makes me wonder if people are having a crappy life or something. But, uh, you know, I don't know if I want to hear this Better Place stuff when I die. If it's a better place, wouldn't we all just be jumping off bridges? Hey, uh, Bob, where are you going, man? Oh, you know, uh, know, they canceled my
3: favorite TV show, so I'm going to a better place. I'm going to jump off the bridge downtown. Okay, Bob, nice knowing you. Yeah, you too. Thanks.
0: I mean, humans always want the next best thing, right? So, humans always want the better place. You know, you're driving down the road. You want to stay at the uh, Motel Six, or you want to stay at the Ritz Carlton. Everybody's going to go to the Ritz Carlton if it's free. Well, I'd like the better place, please. So, if this this quote unquote better place exists wouldn't you just see human beings running over the edges of cliffs and, like, giant herds, just, like, hundreds of thousands of people just charging over the side of a cliff to fall to their death? Ah! And on the way down, they're like, hooray, I'm going to a better place, yay, I'm going to the better place. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see, I guess. You know, I don't know. I hope this better place uh, has a Dairy Queen at it because... (sighs) I don't know. One
3: cheeseburger with everything coming up.
0: And speaking of better places, we all might be going to that big better place really soon. Uh, I'm sure you've been hearing this in the news about the Ebola virus breaking out in Africa overseas and uh, a couple of American doctors contracted the Ebola virus and they flew them back to the United States of America for treatment. Now, the Ebola virus, from what they know, has never been seen in North America. And this is a lethal disease that uh, 90% of the people who get it die, apparently. Uh, So this isn't kid stuff. And my question is, uh, what, what's going on with the Ebola thing? Is it is it wise to be bringing people infected back to this country? And uh, is he is he on the line, Roger? Yeah. Okay. So it looks like we have a a specialist on the line from uh, he's from the Center of Disease Control in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, Doctor, is it Ting Ting Lee? Ting, Ting Lee uh, Dr. Ting Lee and uh, let's patch him through Raj and let's hope that Dr. Uh, Ting Lee can uh, answer uh, some of our questions and concerns about this uh, this horrible thing that's happening in the world uh, yeah put him through Raj uh, Dr. Lee uh, go ahead sir you are uh, on the Harlan Highway
3: uh, yes it's uh very uh,
0: good to be here. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome, sir. Well, we're, it's our pleasure to have you here. Uh, this is a, a very scary time. There's a lot of concerned citizens uh, across the United States, North America, Canada. Is it a mistake to be bringing uh, infected citizens back into the uh, country with the uh, Ebola virus? Uh, we have very uh,
3: excellent uh, treatment facilities in hospital in North America to treat uh, people infected with the Ebola virus, and I have personally been in uh, contact with uh, the infected individuals, and we can assure you that there are uh, everything is stabilized, and they are getting the most effective Uh, treatment possible for a full uh, healthy recovery
0: okay dr lee that's all good in theory i guess uh but uh, you know we're talking about an invisible uh, microorganism uh, a virus that that uh, basically uh jumps from one host to the other
3: Uh, Yes, this is very true, but one has to remember at the same time that the uh, Ebola virus can only be transferred directly through exchanging uh, bodily fluids or being in very, very close proximity to uh, an infected subject.
0: Okay, well, that being said, uh, sir, aren't you uh, in close proximity to as you say, an infected subject? Uh, that
3: is very accurate, but we we, we have protecting uh, clothing, we have uh, excellent ventilation system, and uh, we are isolated from ever coming into direct contact with... <coughs> excuse me. in coming into direct contact with uh, infected individuals.
0: Okay, well... Uh... Let, can I be the devil's advocate here?
3: Uh, I'm not sure. What <coughs> I'm not sure what that means.
0: Okay, are you okay? I hear you coughing a bit there.
3: I'm fine. I'm very good.
0: Okay, a devil's advocate meaning what? What if we don't know everything there is to know about the Ebola virus and and. You know, it is a virus like, you know, we don't even we the the cold virus is a virus and we don't even have a how know how to cure or contain the common cold. And you're telling me that this this uh, this this Ebola virus that could wipe out our whole society is is fairly harmless if it's in the right environment.
3: Absolutely. The last thing we have to remember, Mr. Williams, is we cannot uh, induce a state of pandemonium. We cannot uh, induce a state of uh, fear. We cannot have fear. (laughs) Excuse me. We must be very... Are you
0: okay, sir?
3: Yes, we must be very very conscientious about not uh, creating general state of panic in the public arena <laughs> excuse me for just 1 minute please
0: a <laughs> uh, doctor lee are you okay there <laughs> Yes, I am fine, absolutely
3: fine. We are very, very busy at the hospital, and uh, we are...
0: Well, I mean, it sounds like you're, you're, you're coughing a bit there, sir. It sounds like a quite a heavy cough.
3: Uh, it's just uh, on the phone doing a lot of uh, press and media engagements talking about how we here at the Center for Disease Control, we, we have full... Uh, containment of the Ebola virus so that nobody in uh, North America ever come into contact <laughs> excuse, excuse me. no ever come into contact, contact with Ebola
0: um okay uh well, I'm going to go back to my question. What What if it comes out? How long, how long until this thing pretty much decimates uh, our, you know, American civilization as we know it?
3: Uh, we here at the Center of Disease Control, we don't like to uh, how you say play in the world of hypotheticals. You understand what I mean?
0: Yes, hypothetical situations.
3: Yes, we find that very, very dangerous to enter into that world, to go down that road where we create hypothetical situation, and people hear, but they not know how to attach reality and separate. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: Doctor Lee (laughs) Doctor Lee, are you okay, sir? (laughs) Doctor Lee
3: Yes, I'm absolutely uh, fine. We are here at the hospital. Everything is under complete control. And no, uh, I want to stress again out loud, no, 100%, no chance of Ebola escaping into uh, into environment here in United States of America.
0: Okay. Um, well, you are the expert, sir. You are... You are, uh, you know, one of the top, uh, you know, professionals in the field of this, uh, lethal. (laughs) Dr. Lee. (laughs) Oh my God. Roger, did you hear that? Roger? Did you? You're hearing this, right, Doctor Lee? Doctor Lee, sir, is everything okay, Doctor? Hello? Yeah,
3: yes, yeah, yeah, everything absolutely uh, excellent. Uh, we are in the process of eliminating this.
0: Uh... No, no, I don't think I'm buying this, sir. You sound, uh, you sound very, very sick here.
3: And I just uh maybe some pollen in the air, uh, allergy all over the place.
0: I don't think there's allergies. So you're, you're in a uh, contained environment in in, in the uh, Center for Disease Control Hospital.
3: Yes, but, you know, sometimes mosquito or bumblebee come flying through the ventilation system, and uh, the pollen get in the air, and get up Dr. Lee's nose, and I get all sniffly and
0: well that doesn't sound like you're sniffly sir it sounded like did you fall down just a few minutes ago? Uh no I not no not, not me I didn't fall down. You know can I talk to somebody else uh, there Dr. Lee? Oh they all on the floor they not moving. Excuse me? I mean they they go
3: down to cafeteria uh, take a break. Long day doing media media coverage. <laughs> Everything okay here though, okay? I have to go, have to go now. Everything
0: okay? Dr. Lee
3: <laughs>
0: Dr. Lee Hello, hello! Oh my God, Rod, Roger, you did he hang hang up? No, I think the line's still active. I, I don't hear anything. All right, let's get let's try and get him back on the line, Rod. Something's up here. Let's let's go to a commercial and then when we'll come back. Home. Um. Go to a commercial.
2: (laughs) Okay, Mom, which hand has the newest idea on douches? Wrong. Two Mass and Gill vinegar and water douches? Right, new extra cleansing and extra mild. Now we have a choice of Mass and Gill freshness. What's the difference? New extra cleansing. The only vinegar and water with Puraclean. Puraclean? For effective cleansing. And Extra Mild, the only douche with no additives. I've always trusted Massengill. Extra Mild for me. I choose Extra Cleansing. Trust Massengill, the leader, for 73 years.
0: Well, um, he's still not back? Okay. Well, it looks like we're having a a little trouble getting getting our guy back here, Dr. Uh, Ting Lee. Well, keep trying, Raj. I mean, I, I'm a little, uh, little concerned about... The, I didn't like that cough I was hearing. This Holy Ebola thing is, is a little unsettling. I, I don't know that it's the best move in the world to be bringing a disease into our borders that's never been here before. I, I get it. There's a couple of lives at stake, but, you know, the United States has a lot of money. Are you telling me they can't uh, roll all the equipment onto the back of a military cargo plane and just make the trip over there? It's not like uh, Africa doesn't have electricity. They can plug the stuff in over there, man. Um, This just seems like the beginning of a a really bad zombie movie or a a post-apocalyptic movie where... You know, the government officials are all like, oh, yeah, no problem. We can, uh, we can bring the uh, Ebola victims over here. Uh, we're the United States of America. We, you know, in Africa, they can't contain it. But over here, I mean, this, this is the United States of America. I'll tell you what we do, uh, the Ebola virus, we, we kick Ebola ass. That's what we do. So, yeah, b- bring it over. We'll show Ebola who's in charge. And then, of course, you know, one of the patients is doing fine and gets delirious on on his medication and wanders out of the hospital and some security guard tries to stop him. And because he's so delirious with Ebola and all the drugs they got him on, he grabs a fire axe and puts it through the uh, security guard's chest. And then he, like, grabs the first person he sees and uh, breathes in their face. And that person goes running away screaming because they're terrified. And now they're covered with the Ebola. And they go home and, uh, you know, hug their husband. And now he's got it. Then he goes to work and he's touching doorknobs. And you, you know the rest, man. It just sounds like the beginning of a real bad movie where we all freaking die. I mean, seriously, they can't, you know, they had to fly the people over here, which takes. However long it takes to fly from Africa to, to Atlanta. So why not just do the reverse? put the equipment that has no uh, immune system. It's just machinery. Put it on a friggin uh, one of those giant cargo jets. I mean th- I mean these cargo jets transport uh, aren't like tanks and, and humvees and 18 wheelers and crap you telling me they can't put a couple of like lung chambers or iron lungs or, you know, catheter bags or whatever on, on these things? And just in the same time it would have taken to fly them over, just fly the stuff over and treat them over there. And I'm not trying to be uh, uncompassionate here. I'm not saying, like, oh, they have Umbola. Forget it. Screw them. I'm just saying, you you take the equipment there and give them the exact same treatment, but why put everyone else at risk? It just seems a little cocky and a little too self-assured and like a recipe for the end of the world type of thing. Or maybe they're really good at what they do and they'll just snuff it out. I don't know, but I, I like to get dramatic.
1: I'm having one of those days where I want some drama.
0: It's pronounced drama.
1: Well, I like to say drama. Yeah, but it's drama. Drama, drama, who cares? I just, oh, it's, it's, what an Ebola day. Hi, have a great Ebola day. Hi, how are you? Happy Ebola day. Hey, what a, have a great Ebola of a day, okay? Yeah.
0: Okay, what am I talking about? Um, so there you go. Now on to something a little more uplifting. Uh, this is fun. Every now and then, as you know, I grew, I grew up in Canada. And, uh, you know, we had this mandate in Canada where in Canada the radio stations were forced to play uh, a certain percentage of Canadian content when it came to uh, the music. And that, this was a way of, uh, you know, Canada ensuring that it supported its artists and that it, uh, it it upheld its culture and it promoted, you know, the arts and all that stuff, which I think is a good idea because, you remember, Canada is a small, a small population base. It's like 33 million, and the United States is up over 300 million. So small population base, hard hard to make a living as a musician or a band or whatever up there. Yeah, right, tell that to Brian Adams, Celine Dion, Michael Buble, all, all the rest of them. But anyhow, uh, I thought it was kind of cool that Canada kind of had this mandate, and they still have it. Every time I go home, man, I still hear all the old Canadian rock and roll hits. And every now and then I plop one down for you because I think some of them are really amazing. And uh, I want to play for you now uh you know just just out of respect to the band and and to give exposure to the band because a lot of times these these great Canadian rock tunes never get airplay down here in the United States. Now I think this one might have got a little bit but not as much as it got up in Canada and it's 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 kind of more of a uh ballad type uh Song, so here it is. I won't keep blabbing about it. I hope you, I hope you like it. I hope you go out and buy it on iTunes or wherever. Uh, it's called um, "Don't Be Late," and it's by this great Canadian rock band called Saga.
2: With his muscle tucked tight under his arm He show his best halfway. way And he said, don't be late Just don't be late
0: So the ending's pretty long. It's just kind of more of this kind of, uh, it's more like a musical ending there. Goes on for another minute or so. But that's the gist of the song. And, uh, I thought, uh, you know, I thought you'd like it. I think they're amazing. I mean, they have a bunch of other songs that you should check out on the internet, on YouTube, or, uh, what have you. And, um... I have another song called "On the Loose" and uh, all kinds of good stuff. But I just—I think the guy has such a pure and beautiful voice. You know, a lot lot of a lot of rock bands have singers um, who can sing adequately, but this guy, there's a real uh, purity and a clean sound to his voice. It's just—I think it's just an amazing, amazing voice and kind of a haunting song. It's got kind of that really cool rock buildup, you know. And then kind of that melodic, like, kind of beautiful, soulful sound. At least that's how I interpret it. You could be like, oh, my God, what is this stuff? Or you could be like, oh, my God, Harlan, thank you. Well, don't thank me. Thanks, Saga. And, uh, you know, listen to them and, and check them out. Download their music. I'm just proud of them. You know, it's 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 sad that a lot of these Canadian bands uh, never get uh, never get a shot at being heard or, or uh, seen or exposed. So that's what I've been doing on this uh, podcast over the years. Every now and then I pop in an old Canadian band for you, and I uh, certainly hope you liked it. Um, so why don't we uh, hang it up there? What he's he's back on the line. Oh my god. Okay, put him through. It sounds like Dr. Ting Lee is back. I was we were worried about him, but I guess he's uh back on the line from the Center of Disease Control in Atlanta. Uh he's overseeing the uh the uh, patients with the Ebola virus that have come over from Africa. Uh he he we were talking to him. He assured us that everything was fine. There was no chance of any spread or contamination and it sounds like we we lost him for a little bit, but He's back on the line. Put him through, Raj. <coughs> Do- Dr. Lee? Dr. Lee, is that you? <coughs> yes. Yes, thank you. Thank you very much.
3: Everything okay. Uh, I can't. Uh...
1: Dr. Lee?
3: No, is everything fine. I just I can't see anybody. It looks like all the doors are open and the alarm going off and there's smoke everywhere. <laughs> I can't see nothing. Everybody, I hear screaming and some siren coming, but everything's fine. We, I just want to reassure everybody in North America that Ebola virus fine. Everybody's going to be okay. Have a great summer, okay?
0: <laughs> Dr. Lee!
3: Everybody have beach volleyball Everybody have barbecues, hunt some spare rear Go canoeing and kayaking Go fishing out in the lake, go for a swim, maybe have a picnic in the park Doctor Lee <laughs> Baby, oh my God, the people, the eyes are red. Oh my God, the blood coming out of their eyes. Oh my God, get away from me. Get away, they got black teeth. Oh my God, get away. Oh my
0: God. Ah! Dr. Lee? Dr. Lee? Lee. Roger? Did you hear that? You know, Roger, why don't we... What's that? Let's end the show right here, Raj. Uh we're going to end the show. Hang hang up. Let's uh, let's get out of here. Oh my god. Um okay, uh so listen, uh folks, kind of a a, a startling way to end the show here, but I'm going to get out of here. Maybe you should too. Um don't forget to uh, go to harlowilliams.com You can write me at harlowilliams.com You can leave me a phone message at 323-739-4330. 323-739-4330. Uh, you can check out my stand-up schedule there at harlowilliams.com. Uh Big fall tour beginning. Uh, doing uh, the Harlow Williams uh, Comzilla comedy tour. Destroying your town with laughter. I'm going to be doing a big swing in September, late September, early October, through Western Canada, (laughs) (coughs) Saskatchewan. Oh, my God. Why am I coughing? Raj, are you coughing? (sighs) Anyways, going to be swinging through uh, Saskatchewan, Alberta, British Columbia, Victoria, uh, Vancouver, Saskatoon, Calgary, all uh, late September, early October. Go to harlemwilliams.com. Check on the dates. Order your tickets online. They are moving fast, folks. Um, what else? Check out the store, harlemwilliams.com. And uh, check in for all your little uh, Harlem Williams treats. Also, uh, go to uh, allthingscomedy.com. That is a... Uh, a uh, Podcast network, which you also find my show. Lots of other funny comedians with podcasts on there. Um, and uh, when you're on HarlemWilliams.com, please subscribe to my YouTube channel. Uh, you just click the subscription button, and uh, all kinds of cool videos will come your way. How about that? Um, so that's it. I got I got to get out of here. Uh, I'm feeling a little anxiety after this show. Hope you had a good time. Tell your friends. And uh, until next time, chicken chow mein, baby. (laughs)